Welcome to the Herald Podcast, New Generation, a podcast created for those who desire a new way of gaining information rather than reading a traditional newspaper. In our show, we will discuss everything from sports, pop culture, politics, and local news. To stay up to date on our latest episodes, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast service, such as Spotify, Anchor, or Apple Podcasts, and you can also check us out on our website. And don't worry, we keep it short most of the time. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the New Generation Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tanner Mondock. And I am your other host, Janae Avery. And this week on the podcast, we're doing something a little bit special here. We're going to talk about some creepy stuff, some cryptid stuff, you know, some unexplained things going around in the area, maybe some UFOs, Bigfoot, Dog Boy. We're going to talk about some Dog Boy and, you know, just a little bit of preview stuff for, for Halloween. And then next week, We have a pretty exciting episode planned. Hopefully this doesn't fall through and then Janae will have to edit this out. But uh, we are planning on having some real professional ghost investigators on the podcast next week. So very, very excited for that. But we do have a guest here this week. Uh, We're sitting across from Harold's ace reporter, David Dye. David, thank you for coming back on the show this week. Thanks for letting me come back again. And so we're bringing David on this week because uh, he kind of shares a lot of interest with me in this type of stuff. I would say, you know, Janae, you are maybe more of a skeptic on some of these Very topics. much a skeptic. <laughs> <laughs> and so she doesn't have the tinfoil hat on just yet, but maybe after this episode. We'll see. We'll see if we can turn you. Um, I'm very much a Bigfoot believer, so maybe we got some good uh, Bigfoot sighting topics here to talk about, so maybe we'll uh, turn you over to the light side here. But uh, before we get into this episode, we're going to let's run the ads real quick, and then we'll come back with some Bigfoot sightings in the area. Ben Bizet Chevrolet is Mercer County's truck headquarters. Quality new Chevrolets and outstanding pre-owned vehicles, plus an excellent service department to stand behind your vehicle purchase located on Route 19, just south of Mercer. Stop in or call Ben Bizet Chevrolet today at 724 724- 662-5440. At Sharon Regional Medical Center, they believe in the power of people to create great care. Their dedicated employees work hard every day to make Sharon Regional Medical Center a place of healing, caring, and connection for patients and families in the community we call home. For more information, go to SharonRegionalMedical.org. First National Bank provides a full range of commercial banking, consumer banking, and wealth management services, plus industry-leading online and mobile banking solutions. Call your local FNB or go online at fnb-online.com. At Chenango Valley Meat and Poultry, you'll find an excellent selection of steaks, burgers, chicken wings, and everything that goes along with it. Voted Best of the Best in 2021 by Harold Readers. Stop in at 1215 East State Street in Sharon or call 724-346-6328 today. Located in Mercer County, UPMC Horizon offers a range of services and medical specialties at two campuses in Farrell and Greenville. Together with UPMC Jamison in Lawrence County, UPMC Horizon provides a regionalized approach to healthcare. If you need care, go to UPMC Horizon or UPMC.com. Before we get in the Bigfoot, we're going to talk about the legend of 
dog boy. So in 2014, one of our staff writers, Monica Pritz, did a story about a woman who had an experience with a Mercer County legend called dog boy. It's a hybrid creature rumored to have roamed areas including Jefferson Township. So the woman that Monica talked to who had this experience, it happened 60 years ago. Her name is Margie Lytle. I hope I'm saying that name correctly. So on the particular night that she had the experience with Dog Boy, Lytle and her mother Mary and a group of neighborhood children were out for a walk. It was early fall between 7.30 and 8 o'clock. She said that we came up on the house and her mom said, I think that's where Dog Boy lives, Lytle said, referring to the creature that had become local legend, mainly because of unexplained horrific howls that several older kids had reported. Her mother pointed out the small milk house at the edge of the property of the working farm, and Lytle couldn't recall ever knowing who lived there, and they were about three miles from the Lytle home on Ballpark Road at that point. The group walked faster and crossed the road away from the farm. Next, they heard a howl and a screech, and then her mother turned and she said, run. Lytle was at the back of the group, and the creature managed to grab her left hand. Though it was getting dark outside, she remembers it had a lot of hair and it stood up on its hind legs as she briefly struggled to break its hold. Lytle said that it was absolutely terrifying for her and that her mother grabbed her right hand and was able to yank her free, dragging her away. Lytle noticed the creature go back to the milk house as she ran off with her mother to catch up with the other kids. Lytle escaped unhurt and kept thinking about how the creature was most likely Dog Boy. One of its front arms appeared deformed and it had black or dark brown fur or hair and while standing on all fours, it reached her hip. And its growl ended with a high pitch, like a scream, she said. And she later learned that none of the kids saw it, but she has come to discover that there are others out there who have had similar encounters, which is a comfort for her. She doesn't know if the creature is still around or if it would have been able to reproduce. She didn't really give any thought about it at that time. So yeah, Dog Boy, it's also referred to Dog Man. And there's some other sightings that occurred in the early 1990s in Hermitage in the areas of Elmo Street, Selena Boulevard, and French Street Extension. So have you guys ever heard any stories about the Dog Boy or Dog Man around here? That's actually all completely new for me. Okay. When I first came to this area doing some research on, you know, hey, is there Bigfoot here? You know, what do they got in this area? And um, it's one of the first things I saw that came up and that we had a story on it apparently in 2014. So I never heard of it either, but apparently it is some type of local legend. Yeah, I obviously can't say that I've heard anything about a dog boy or a dog man. The closest thing I know about a dog is my own dog. But for anyone who's like me and David who have not heard about dog boy, the two Mercer County residents were actually interviewed about their encounter on monsters and mysteries in America. So obviously this happened years ago. So you may or may not be able to find this episode, but it may be something interesting to kind of check into if you are interested in learning a little bit more about dog boy and dog man. Right, and then maybe even, you know, similar to how like Bigfoot investigators, they go out and they do like Bigfoot howls, Bigfoot cries. You know, I mentioned here in the story that Dog Boy has a very uh, unique scream, so maybe uh, this Halloween, if you want to go out searching for Dog Boy, um, you want to go out there and just start screaming in the woods. Who knows what you might find? That might draw some calls from the cops. <laughs> yeah, be careful. You know, uh, wear a proper identification. You know, at least say you're professionals or something. But yeah, could be fun. Could be a fun Halloween activity. So yeah, that's Dog Boy. Next, let's get into my personal favorite, something that I have been somewhat briefly obsessed with for a good part of my life is. Uh, Sasquatch. I even, those who know me, I have a Bigfoot air freshener hanging from my mirror in my car. I've never seen a Sasquatch, but just something about it has always interested me very much my entire life. So let's just go around here. Obviously, I believe in Sasquatch. I think there are Sasquatch 
that definitely exist. David, do you believe in Sasquatch? Well, I think there's something somewhere that, that fits that description since there's different descriptions of similar ape man kind of things just around the world. Mm-hmm. So just between different religions and language barriers and locations, I think that indicates, even if it's not alive anymore, that at some point there must have been some kind of ape thing that people were seeing. Right. Yeah, and I would have to agree with David. I can't necessarily tell people what they have or have not seen. Me personally, I don't necessarily believe in it um, because I haven't witnessed it personally, but to each his own. And if you think you've seen a Sasquatch, then run as fast as you can. (laughs) Or don't run take a good quality picture of it please because (laughs) everyone who encounters these things has just like the worst camera quality like why is it not like someone like me who's constantly carrying around a high quality camera encountering a bigfoot like why can't it happen to me and also maybe don't be scared i i i'd like to believe they're friendly we don't have any stories of sasquatch you know killing people well, I mean, if I was killed by Sasquatch, I really wouldn't be able to tell anybody. You're right. Maybe some of those disappearances out in the woods that are unexplained, maybe they can be explained by a, a Sasquatch mm. killing. But I don't want to. I don't want to put any dirt on the man's name. So uh, <laughs> let's. Uh, so I got a couple uh, different sightings in Mercer County, Pennsylvania, here on the BFRO w- website, which is the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization. So we got a couple here dating as far back 1978 all the way up to August of 2015. So let's start here in October 1978 or 79. So these come directly from the people who had these sightings and usually believe, yeah, sometimes they have these people's names, but this one does not. So I'm just gonna read directly what they said. So this happened near uh, Sandy Lake from the red light in Sandy Lake area. So here's what they said. When I was 12 years old, my mother was cooking my breakfast before school, and as she was cooking and looking out the window, she said, what in the world is that? I jumped up just in time to see a large brown figure going into the woods toward a stream behind my house. She said it ran from the neighbors down a power line and was snapping off sumac like they were twigs. Uh, Being young and curious, I ran about 75 yards to the spot the animal had entered, and there was a small drop-off of about 20 feet, then a level spot about 10 feet and it must have heard them as it stopped and turned its upper torso and looked at me. The animal was between six and seven feet tall with a dark face, and after looking at me, it made great strides down the creek bed and was gone around the bend. When my father arrived, we went to check the area. There were very large heel prints in the top of the bank where the animal has landed when it leaped off of the top. I hunted those woods for years, and there were times that I felt like I was being watched. We heard vocalizations one night, but my father said it was a bobcat. After hearing Bigfoot recordings, I believe they are what made the noise. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? Credible? What do you think? Sounds like uh, this really affected this person. It's interesting that he said he felt like he was being watched when he was hunting out in the woods. Right. Because I've kind of wondered with an area like this with so many people that hunt or just enjoy walking around the woods, you'd think there'd be people that would either see it or feel like there's something out there. Mm-hmm. So this next one we have here, this is coming from Greenville, Pennsylvania. And actually, it says in the location details, it's in the Hell's Hollow Dip. So take left off of Route 358 on Hell's Hollow Road. Later on in the episode, we might talk a little bit about Hell's Hollow. But anyway, this is the story. This is from 1984 in the fall. The story was recently told to me secondhand in confidence by a very good friend of mine. He is an Eagle Scout and an honorable man. All right, good. 
So we were avid sportsmen and had spent a lot of time together and with other sportsmen in the woods of Pennsylvania. I told him of my interest in the Florida skunk ape. I asked him if he or any of his family had ever heard or experienced any Bigfoot encounters. He told me that it was ironic that I asked because I was present when his experience occurred. We were in Boy Scouts at the time at a fall camp out with our troop. We were in the same patrol. Our troop was playing capture the flag around dusk. We were camping at a place called Hell's Hollow near the Greenville Sportsman Club out on Route 358. He and other Boy Scouts went out in the woods to hide. While they were hiding in some brush, they pushed a Bigfoot that rambled out of the brush and away from them at an alarming rate of speed. He said it definitely was bipedal and was huge. My friend stated that he was scared to death and that they made a promise not to tell anyone for fear of ridicule. He stated that he has never told anyone the story. I couldn't get any details as to the size or scent. He did say that he did not see its face. I told him of my attempt to report the story, and he said he would discuss it if contacted by the BFRO. Mm-hmm. So they encountered a Bigfoot crouching in a bush to push it out of the way. It's interesting how often they tend to run away from people. Yeah. Or when they notice mm-hmm. someone's looking at them, they, like, scurry off. Mm-hmm. Which makes me believe that they are, like, gentle, kind creatures. Mm-hmm. But if you're that big, what are you running for? True. Like if like when you have species that man's hunted for God knows how many years, that just becomes kind of part of their nature. They know to run away compared to like if you have chickens that you feed every day, they come straight to you. But I'm not aware of any of like reports of like in the olden days or 1800s of people like hunting Sasquatches. Unless they did and they just never wrote it down. So there's actually another one that also occurred in the woods near Hell's Hollow. So maybe that's a potential hotspot in the area. But that other one I just read was from 84. That one's from 86. I'm not going to read all these just for the sake of time. Uh, Let's jump forward in time to 2012. We're going to read these two from 2012 and 2015, both of them in Grove City or near Grove City. So this one, October 2012, also in fall. So maybe in the fall time. All these have been in the fall. So maybe that's a particular time that Sasquatch are in this area. So now's the time folks but this was in uh 2012 october uh, near grove city um nearest road was brent road so here's what this witness says i was going to recover a deer i had shot in archery season when i found the deer i was getting everything set up to take pictures and i heard this scream that made the hair on my neck stand up i don't know how to explain it it was like a scream from a horror movie it was really close to me then there was some crashing down through the woods and it sounded big i've never heard anything make that noise before in the area that it is it borders a huge swamp on one side and is one of the darkest places i've ever been at night you literally can't see anything with your light off apparently there's another witness with them that their brother-in-law and dad were there as well and then i guess there was also another report in that around 2006 that they're listing here of a woman who claimed to have hit one with her car on george jr road in grove city if i'd have known they're going to be out in that area i probably would have paid more attention when i was at teal right just any time i was out and about or Mm -hmm. if it was a weekend or something and i was walking around so the last bigfoot sighting we're going to talk about here is the newest one at least according to the bfro i'm sure there's some other ones out there but so this one happened in 2015 in the summer and they send the location it's about one to two miles from the grove city outlets exit on the left side if you're heading south across the road going north on i-79 so on saturday august 15th 2015 at about 8:20 p.m right before it got dark at about 8 30 ish my family and i were driving home along i-70 south towards pittsburgh we had just passed the grove city outlets exit about one or two miles when i glanced to my left across the road and saw a bigfoot walking into the woods from the roadside brush so she noticed that 
It was black and about seven or eight feet tall, and they didn't see the face, but saw it from the upper thighs up walking sideways through the brush and into the woods. So the other witnesses that the family was in the car but didn't see it, it was just them. So this is actually pretty common and just like, kind of like how I mentioned, I've been kind of like into Bigfoot, you know, uh, kind of my whole life almost, and that a lot of sightings do come from the road. So maybe that's just because there's always like woods along the roads and everything, and that's maybe how most people are near the woods. I know a lot of sightings have like, you know, Sasquatch kind of like running across the road or just kind of like standing there off to the side. They see something real tall, you know? But yeah, that's pretty common, at least that I've dealt with. Did the sightings all seem to suggest it was like darker haired or something? Mm-hmm, yeah. It seemed like that was kind of a recurring theme with with the descriptions. Yeah, it kind of goes back and forth between whether or not they have, like, brown hair or black hair. It could maybe even be, you know, like, in a, a regional type of thing. Some animals that kind of change whether mm-hmm. what region they are. I don't know. I'm not... Like know. a black bear in a Kodiak or something. Something like that, yeah. There is the Yeti elsewhere, you know. The oh. snow Bigfoot, you know, they're all white. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I actually didn't know that there were that many sightings here in this area. Yeah, that is kind of cool. And also, it's important to note, too, that all of these were looked into by BFRO investigator Jarrett Johnson, who apparently was somewhat local to this area. And I remember before I tried looking this person up as maybe like a potential guest or something uh, for the podcast, but I can't find absolutely anything about this person. So if anyone listening knows anything about a BFRO investigator, Jarrett Johnson, and if we possibly get in touch with them that would be amazing i think this would be a very cool podcast guest so let us know if you know anything about this person because i can't find anything online so janae what do you think now after hearing some of these sightings i would say (laughs) they definitely have some similarities so it could be true they could be seeing what they think they see and yeah i don't know i think i just would have to be a person to actually see it for myself to believe it okay okay because anybody can make up a story right well Maybe I'll have to show you some footage later <laughs> on. We'll we'll get you to this. And Before then, uh, the end of the show, Tanner's going to make sure I'm a believer, guys. <laughs> right, yes. All right, so, David, would you like to move on to a famous UFO sighting in Brookfield, Ohio? I mean, might as well. <laughs> and so this is part of the reason why we wanted to have you on, because you've kind of been talking about this this sighting for a while. I mean, you're the one who introduced it to me when I first started working here. Oh, really? Because you're over from Trumbull County, aren't you? Yeah, I grew up in Champion, Ohio, so not too far from there. And I grew up watching, like, UFO-type stuff, like, on, like, the History Channel or stuff like that. So, you know, it's not like this should have been my first time hearing about such a local thing, but it was. So what do you know about it? Let loose. Tell us about this sighting. Well, I mean, I was actually born in 1994, so my memory's a little foggy. (laughs) But, uh... From what I understand, it was through a few different places in Trumbull County. Locally, the place closest to us would have been Brookfield. But from what I remember, having listened to the 911 dispatch, I remember they described uh, Cortland, mm-hmm. I think uh, maybe Lordstown. I remember Lordstown. but And Liberty, too. They mentioned that it went through Liberty. Yeah, mm-hmm. Liberty. And basically, it was multiple people called into 911. Uh, something that I noticed when we listened to it earlier, some people described it maybe like bluish or so in color, and someone mm-hmm. else described it as red. And I forget if anyone described it changing colors as they were looking at it, but eventually, since they're all calling the police, then they would send them to this road or that area. And you could hear the police officers kind of coordinating with each other, and then the police officers started reporting it in two that they were looking at it and seeing it. And eventually the dispatcher called into the airbase in Vienna, Ohio, to ask if they had any aircraft, even though they were describing it being extremely low and sometimes flying at angles and odd things. 
Uh, but the airbase said, no, we're not aware of anything flying around or flying that low, or which, which for being in this area, I'm not aware of any other uh, major UFO sightings like that. But that's kind of if if you're that's kind of a perfect example of a UFO case with just multiple, you know, regular people, multiple first responders, something like the 911 recording that you can actually pull up and listen to. And I, I just think it's very, very fascinating, even though nothing too crazy really happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just what's so fascinating about it is that one, you know, it, it took place in 1994, which almost gives it somewhat more of like, I don't know about credibility, you know, mm-hmm. but like, just like when communication wasn't as good, you know, there's like no social media and stuff like that. So it's just like kind of just people's own experiences seeing this thing. And there were like a good amount of people who called in to 911. You know, th- those recordings are out there. So if you want to listen to those, you know, definitely go check those out. But it's just a couple different people all seeing this flying object in the area. And a lot of the civilians that called in in 911, it sounded like they were pretty older like they sounded at least maybe like 40 or 50s which was which was kind of interesting it wasn't just young people all you know calling in about something right yeah but yeah no i mean this is just uh like i said you know i found out about this through you uh when i got here and um you're welcome (laughs) it's just it's it's very fascinating and um and is this correct that to this day it's still not really explained i don't recall reading anything about it being explained Mm -hmm. um Unless unless there is something out there. I remember seeing a show on sci-fi a few years ago that was more like a modern kind of recreation of it or revisiting of it. Yeah. And I don't remember seeing anything about it or just on whenever I've tried Googling it. So to my knowledge, no, I haven't heard of them saying that there was actually a chopper flying around. Mm-hmm. Not that the descriptions really match a helicopter anyway. But It doesn't really, yeah. It doesn't match helicopter. doesn't match plane. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, and, you know, like in those rec- uh, recreations, you know, there's recreated footage of like um this flying object like hovering right over like a police car and like an officer and everything and it's like it's right over them and everything and really interesting case um i know this is something you've been wanting to look into for a while maybe do something a little bit bigger on so um Mm -hmm. maybe when that time comes we'll revisit this topic because there's definitely we're this is the very much the shortened version of it here there's Mm -hmm. definitely a lot of people who talked about this a lot of cool stuff with this so research this and look into it or maybe look forward to uh Mr. David Dye decides to do some more on it. So, um, well, it's, well, it's kind of the interesting part of it being so recent, being just in the mid '90s, because mm-hmm. we're at this point we're almost 20 or 30 years later. Right. So a lot of the like, if you're a police officer there, you're probably still not with the department. If at least I'm not aware that anybody would still be there, but you know they might have retired or moved away or or even passed away at this point. It's been 30 years, you know. Yeah, it's so. close enough that we can look up things like the recording on YouTube, but at the same time, it's people just move or take jobs elsewhere or retire. But yeah, so if you haven't heard of this before, definitely go check out some more on this or look forward to some other stories. Janae, where are you at with aliens and UFOs? As far as aliens and UFOs go, I think I believe more in them than the other two topics that we mm-hmm. talked about just based off of what has came out in the news recently with you know ufo files being released that the government has seen ufos in the air i've listened to a lot of podcasts recently so i would say just based off on facts that i would believe more about the ufo sightings and aliens mm-hmm. compared to the sasquatch yeah. or <laughs> dog boy just because uh there's not much based on it other than people's stories that they could have fabricated right so Mm -hmm. i would 
definitely believe more in the UFO. Thing. And I can see too, from like a skeptic point of view, it's easier to kind of debunk like a Sasquatch sighting as maybe like, oh, I saw like a bear and I thought it was like a Sasquatch. You know what I mean? Even though I believe I can see that, but like with UFOs and aliens, I mean, now we're living in a time in 2021 where the government, like you mentioned, you know, has basically said like, yeah, these things are out there. We have footage of them and we can't explain them. Mm-hmm. And like, that's amazing because this is the first time, you know, they, they're really like publicly saying that and just how big the universe is. I mean, like, come on. It's mm-hmm. Absolutely. There is other life out there somewhere. So I was kind of surprised when they released the footage of uh, it was like the gun camera footage of the F-18 chasing the UFO. Right. I think that didn't get first released back in mid-2020, maybe even like 2019. Uh-huh. Because mm-hmm. I remember I'd, I saw it on my phone before work the one day, and it seemed like nobody was really like, it, it, it wasn't on the news or trending or anything. Yeah. Which to me, because I always loved this kind of stuff, that was, I mean, I already believed in aliens anyway, so it wasn't like it changed me or anything, but it seemed like, just having the government say yep we have this and we're even sharing this footage from a plane showing it doing all this weird things and the fact more people weren't kind of like hey this is kind of serious that just kind of surprised me but i mean the last couple years have been full of other things going on so maybe that contributed to it right well let's move along here we're gonna start wrapping up here and like i said you know next week we are gonna have some uh professional ghost hunters on here some investigators we're going to be able to talk a little bit more about this but we do have some haunted locations around here some stuff that we've actually went in and you know did some reporting on did some work on so david i know last year you and me we went out to hell's hollow um, mm-hmm. which we kind of mentioned earlier which i didn't know you know maybe they even have some bigfoot sightings out there but that we didn't go out there because of bigfoot went out there for different reasons so uh what's the story with hell's hollow well I forget the exact period. I think it was late 1700s or so because this area didn't really become in, uh, settled until around the Revolutionary War period afterwards. But supposedly there was a Native American named Harthagig, and none of the settlers liked him, but apparently he was unpleasant enough that the other Native Americans didn't like him. And there was a gentleman who... There was a rumor that his uh, family might have been killed in the French and Indian War, but I don't think there was anything... Uh, confirming that and one day this indian was supposedly like assaulting or threatening a boy in a cabin and jim jeffers i believe was his name he just happened to be there so uh, he threw hearth the gig out and then it said the next day those kids were sitting on their porch and saw the indian run past into the woods and jeffers was behind him carrying weapons and the kids didn't really know anything so when he asked did you see hearth go by they said yeah he went into the trees and so he followed him off into the woods and it said he came back later on with a pleased expression on his countenance was what the history book read and supposedly nobody ever saw hearth after that but Again, he was apparently hated enough by other Native Americans that it, even though I think he was a chief's son, nothing bad ever happened. There was no, like, skirmishes or anything afterwards. But then years and years later, I think around the early 1800s, uh, someone was chopping down a tree to make to clear land, and a skeleton came out. And apparently a doctor at the time joked, you know, a bit if Jeffers was still around, he could tell me who the skeleton belonged to. And ever since then, in that area, they think you can hear, uh, I believe when we were out there, they said you could hear, like, voices or mm-hmm. moaning, things like that. Interesting. They didn't mention the Bigfoot, though, when we were out there. Right, yeah. Which, that's kind of, it's, what, it's closer to, like, out near Mercer. Mm-hmm. And those Bigfoot sightings, they're all talking about Greenville. So I wonder, I don't know. Of course, those are just coming from, those aren't, you know, fact-checked or anything on that. 
you know those sightings that come in from Bigfoot so who knows but um but yeah they, they didn't bring up Bigfoot and also when we were out there we didn't have any experiences mm-hmm. um it was the daytime you know so maybe going at night would be better we but, were also um, in a group of uh there was a staff member and you and me were both yeah. riding around out there looking yeah in golf carts so we were being mm-hmm. pretty disruptive you know it was more so like a tour of the area and for you know informative type of thing we weren't actively trying to you know seek out something mm-hmm. um but it is it's an interesting spot for sure and maybe it's worth revisiting at night sometime doing some uh investigative work out there well the lady even said when we were out there that sometimes she just has enough things happening that when she's decorating or getting ready for the season she'd like put in earbuds and listen to music just so she wouldn't hear whatever which Mm -hmm. seemed kind of odd to have that amount of regularity right and what they do do like stuff like you can pay and like go through the area and stuff and they do like yeah well they do kind of the halloween routine too i I think we're like a costumed guy will jump out Mm -hmm. and which i know when we went last year it was 2020 so like other things in 2020 it wasn't happening i don't wonder if it's going on this year Uh, yeah well they have a website so they probably have an announcement i'd imagine Mm -hmm. so yeah if you're interested in that go check it out see if maybe they're um they're they're doing that this year so before we wrap up here um also happened last year i had the opportunity to go out to haunted hillview manor um out near newcastle and so basically this was a former like um couple different things throughout its history um you know as a nursing home a uh, also known as a the lawrence county home for the aged um it housed the county's mentally ill severely destitute elderly residents and i mean you know family so it was a lot of different things but basically now it operates as a place that is supposedly haunted so myself and our business editor, Mike Rocknick, and um, the ghost hunters that we very well might have on this podcast next week, we were also out with them. And uh, they've had a couple experiences there as well. Um, so basically the story of this place is that it said that they have a couple different spirits, quoting here, you know, haunting this place. And uh, we didn't really have any, you know, experiences there, but they have captured some audio recordings at that place. So maybe we'll talk about that a little bit on next week's episode. You know, before we wrap up this this episode here, is there anything else that either you guys maybe want to touch on? Janae, you had kind of an interesting idea on behind like hauntings or behind ghosts. I mean, speaking from my experience growing up, I was always raised more religious than anything. So we didn't necessarily celebrate Halloween or believe in like ghosts or things like that. But I was always, I always believed in like spirits. When people passed, maybe their spirits stay there or things like that but never or to the extent where it's like there's a ghost that's gonna haunt you but i definitely believe in spirits uh i believe that a place can have like a bad aura like if something happened there before but this is just based off of how i was raised to kind of see the world so yeah that's just kind of my perspective of things so like maybe i didn't agree with all the things that we were talking about but that's just because i wasn't born to believe in you know more like just kind of the paranormal in general yeah Mm -hmm. more paranormal type of things yeah Mm -hmm. right yeah and i'm kind of like in the position i won't count it out you know i got an open mind i haven't had a personal experience with anything but i'm not going to discredit anyone who has Mm -hmm. Um, you know i'll listen to them and everything but um but yeah it's definitely i won't discredit any of it well, when I was little, my grandfather was a, a Wesleyan pastor, and my immediate family, we were more Methodist, which is a little less restrictive in some ways, but I once asked him about it, 
and I probably shouldn't have, but I was little, but I was just thinking of cool things to talk about. And I asked him about ghosts, and he said something to the effect that ghosts weren't real, or that he didn't, or that they didn't believe in ghosts. And I was talking, when I asked him that, I kind of meant more like, if I die, would I hang around and haunt something like that? And that seemed kind of weird, since, you know, obviously he's a pastor and believes in this afterlife and everything like we do. But they were kind of more of the opinion that it was it was actually whatever you'd consider to be like a demonic entity. Mm-hmm. And when I was younger, I always thought that was weird. But I've noticed being older and just watching different like accounts and reports and things where it seems like there's allegedly a lot of cases where people think they're interacting with something named George or it's a boy named Phil. And then at some point, morbid things or just more, you know, violent things start happening. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've never encountered it. Well, there was that thing in the greenville cemetery where we just me and a friend thought we heard some voices but otherwise i've never seen or like heard something in a house or something okay it's funny you bring up george because at haunted hillview manor there's supposed to be a man named george i hope i'm remembering correctly but i believe it was george who's a big pittsburgh steelers fan who haunts the like basement area of the place so um but yeah, so I know Haunted Hillview Manor, they do some like tours and stuff there. So definitely go check it out if you haven't heard of it before. But um, like I said, we're probably going to be talking a little bit more about that next week. So I believe that'll do it for us here on the New Generation Podcast. Thank you, David, for coming on. This episode is a little bit longer, it seems. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to check out the New Generation Sports Report every Thursday. Thank you all for listening.